Welcome and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Podcast. This week is going to be an interesting week. We have Downton Abbey. We have the George Carlin documentary. And a lot of things are going on. I didn't really get a chance to dive in to describe what I experienced watching Baby Myth for the first time. But you know, it it was similar to watching Ministry for the first time. These legendary bands that have a following that are intense, extreme. (sighs) And And I mean, the drive alone to get there was extreme. But thank goodness for these maps. I know, back in the day, you actually had to use an actual map. But the fact that I can just turn on the phone, and it says, turn here. But then I love how the phone, the phone is almost like that person who doesn't know their their way around town. and just points. Oh, turn here. Like, last minute. The, the map would, like, wait. And I'm like, okay. Oh, stay in this lane and I'm and I'm and I had a little bit of road rage and I'm like, okay, you fucking you know what? Tell me now what lane and then it waits. So then I have to get back in the other lane. So it it was a mess. <laughs> but I made it there. I made it there. And um the UC Theater. I don't think I'd ever been to the UC Theater. It was very nice. It was very good. Um, as some of you have seen the photo, I sat at a table because I I went down for a bit to just look at the stage, and then I all I could picture was, oh God, I'm going to be standing, and then the moshers, and then and then I was hungry. So I really didn't intend to stay at the table, but I stayed at the table. I could see the band. I was good. Of course, there are those moments where you want to just scream at the really tall people and say, hey, you fuckers, move to the back. Let the short people in front so that we all can at least see the the concert. Because, you know, there's always that really tall person with the big head and you can't see. So then you have to aim the phone upwards. So in a way, the phone helped me watch the show. (laughs) It was fine. What can I say about Behemoth? Well, don't wear their t-shirts around town. (laughs) Especially where I'm at. Because where I'm at, there's a lot of conservative religious people. So if they see those shirts, they're, you know... They'll do the sign of the cross and then it's over and yeah. It, it reminds me of when I was going to take, so I took my friend to go see Tool and I wanted to take the whole, all, all three of them and we're there and she says, oh, she didn't want to go because she thinks they're Satanists. I'm like, but they're not. And who cares? And then she's like, well, because she thinks that's a pentagram. And I said, it's not. It's a hexagram. And I know a lot of people who are holier than thou, you know, they're ultra religious. That's fine. Um, I'm not. So when I go see a band, I'm going to go see the band. Okay. I don't judge 
that's what they worship cool cool if they're atheists cool doesn't really I mean now mind you one time I went with a friend because the other friend had surgery and couldn't go to a Christian concert so I had to go to a Christian concert it was not my cup of tea it was just kind of like I I had one of those kind of Kool-Aid moments and um I have one of those those mugs, those tool opiate mugs, and someone had asked me, what does opiate mean? And I said, it's about how religion is the opiate of the masses, because it is. It is the opiate of the masses. I am not religious. I'm spiritual. And there's a difference. Um, you know. I know people who like to recite Bible verses, and that's fine. I think it's a little strange, personally. Because, you know, I was taught, if you want to memorize something, memorize your schoolwork. That's more important. Memorize the Constitution. Memorize the Bill of Rights. But please, do not. This is going to get me in trouble. And this is a film and music podcast, but I love controversy. I am a Sagittarius. I do like playing with fire. Um, but don't recite to me about a book of religious dogma. Because it's dogma. It's dogma. Okay. Both my grandmothers were ultra Catholic, but they both questioned that very institution. And that's good. That's important to question it. A lot of people don't question it. And when you don't question it, what happened in 1978? What happened in 1978? Those people didn't question it. And what happened? They drank the fucking Kool-Aid. So be aware. Be careful. Okay. And so back to, I almost said ministry. (laughs) I love ministry. Back to Behemoth. When I told people I saw them, they were like, oh my God. And on Friday the 13th of all days, it was a very metal, very kind of shit like that. A few of the bands that I can remember. Let's see. Okay, so you had one band called Napalm Death. They were from England. Of course, the the term napalm is not lost on me because, oh, I know all about that. Okay. And then the other band. See, I didn't stay for Arch Enemy. At first, I regretted that. I I felt bad because I kind of saw a video of them. But then I was like, I, I went to go get something to eat. And there were other people there who left. So I started to realize, okay. I'm in the same boat because, you know, I I got to my parking space. I left. I drove back. Um, But I was was very impressed with Behemoth. Uh, They did a beautiful tribute to uh, Ukraine. They talked about Roe v. versus Wade. You know, Roe versus Wade. (laughs) Um... Because a lot of people are scared to talk about it. I'm not. 
And this is California. And I guess we're going to soon be a, a, a safe haven state. And that's usually been the case when the rest of the world is crazy. And yeah, that's political. Am I am I apologizing for saying that? No. 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 Because that was that was part of Behemoth. That was their their metal band. They're from Poland, okay? And they mentioned that they're right there on the Ukraine border in Poland. So they're they're right in the thick of it, and um, so yeah, it was it was good to see them. Uh, I I mean I I was impressed. I was impressed. I was kind of like, okay, I want to see them again. You know, there's some bands, you know, you can see them once. And once is enough. And then there are others <sighs> where you just want to keep going. You know what I mean? It's like Thelma and Louise. Just keep going. Yeah. (laughs) But I went by myself. Because sometimes I don't want to take people to a band and have to explain it to them. Or they complain. There are some people I've taken to concerts. They complain. Oh, why don't they have video screens? And all the while I'm nice. I'm thinking in my head because they're not fucking deaf leopard. That's why. But my brain is like, shut up. Don't be mean. They want to complain. That's fine. Remember this. You know, it's like Whitney with the receipts. I've got a lot of mental receipts when people they're just not satisfied. Oh, you could have gotten better seats. So and so. Oh, you could have got VIP. And all the while I'm thinking. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> you know. And so that's the Dr. Zeus Home Podcast. <laughs> Talking about behemoth. Sometimes you just want to see a band by themselves. I made a decision. It's taken me 10 years to go see the Black Keys in concert. And I'm going to go see them. Did I ask someone if they wanted to go? No. Because I want to see them. Some people have said to me, oh, it must feel lonely when you go to a show by yourself. No, because I have an agenda. I'm there to watch the band. Don't fuck with me. That's why I don't hang out near the mosh pit. If if they get near me, it's, it's, oh, no. Not going to put your hands on me. Um... And then also the whole drinking thing. I understand. People have said to me, oh, it's a social event. Fuck that. I don't want those alcoholics on the freeway with me. I want to get home in one piece. And I hate when they get up. Oh, excuse me. And I want to say to them, but I can't because I'm in a public setting. No, you're not sorry because you're a fucking alcoholic. and You keep getting up and interrupting the show. When I'm trying to watch it, it's like, stop it. Stop it. And then there are people who don't even watch the band. They're just back at the bar drinking. So, as someone who used to drink, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't really enjoy it. I could honestly tell you the taste. I remember the taste of Jack Daniels. 
and it tastes like rubbing alcohol. That's what it tastes like. That's what it smells like. But yes, you drink it. It's a social thing, you know. So when they told me you can't drink anymore, I was like, fine. And I don't miss it. I don't envy people who do that because it's like there's cirrhosis and there's a whole shitload of things that happen. Okay. So when I go to a show, I go to the band sober. I want to watch it sober. Now, yes, sometimes in the case of Cypress Hill or many bands, someone's smoking a little ganja and you just happen to be sitting right next to them. You get a contact high. I understand that. It happened to me. The contact high is different than an actual high. An actual high, you have tunnel vision and it's and, and it's not scary. It's just the paranoia sets in. It's like, oh, my God. I laughed at that joke too hard. Who's going out the door now? Who's going out? That's that's what your brain basically is. And when I saw Cypress Hill, and I bring them up because that was the first band I saw right when we were allowed to go back to concerts. And yeah, I got a contact high, and it was funny. And I go to get food. I, I came down the hill. I left the Bay Area. And I go to get food, and I'm in line. And then I'm like, oh, did I just ask her something? And I'm like, oh, no wonder you have the munchies. <laughs> so it's it, there is a difference to it. And, and I'm cool with that. You know what? I don't mind that. It's all good. But the alcohol thing, it's kind of like, all right. When I went and saw Ministry at the Warfield, people were drink, dropping their drinks left and right. And so the floor is really sticky. So go ahead. Call it a social event. When half the people in there probably need to go to AA. Okay. So that's where I'm like. "Mm." And then also some people in the band could be recovering alcoholics. Thankfully that's not a trigger for them. Okay. They're straight edge. You know I, I understand that too. But when it comes to a band like Behemoth, and yes, yes, the lead singer, I was talking to a coworker about this. We were talking about metal. He's getting into metal, and I said, congratulations. It was a good conversation. We talked about Neil Young and how Neil Young is a little better than Bob Dylan. I said, well, yeah, because he's Canadian. A lot of great music comes out of Canada. Um... And he was like, well, I don't care if behemoth or Satanist. I said, well, actually, the lead singer is a a self-proclaimed Satanist. That's what he says. Respect. Okay. That's what you want to do. No, no judgments right there. That's one of the reasons why I didn't take people with me because they're just going to. Oh, my God. Is that a pentagram? (laughs) Oh, my God. The crosses are upside down. (laughs) I'm just sitting there like, isn't this such a great show? (laughs) Because I don't really care about that shit. When it comes to music, it's just part of the... It's part of the the smoke and mirrors, okay? When I saw Iron Maiden with a friend of mine, and they were doing the song 666, The Number of the Beast, and and he knew, I said, yeah, People are going to say, oh, my God, this is such an evil band. First of all, 
They're just singing a song. It's just a song. It's like what Ozzy Osbourne said about Black Sabbath. Okay. He was like, oh, why do people go to the movies and get scared and fucking shit like that? Oh, why don't we make music that scares people? And so that's what they did. It was just music to scare people. It's kind of like Led Zeppelin doing the intro to Dazed and Confused, okay? I've talked to people who have said, and and a lot of Mexicans listen to Led Zeppelin. Hello, I'm one of them. I, they were telling me how they were listening to Led Zeppelin in the 70s. And the grandmother, who was ultra-religious, was like, ¡Ay, Dios mío! Because you could hear that, do, do, because they'd say it's the quote-unquote, the devil's chord. Kind of like Black Sabbath with the sound. Now Black Sabbath found this, this book and all these, and had all these different symbols on it. And then... I guess it was Geezer Butler. He uh, had uh, fallen asleep and he woke up and he saw this black um, figure upon his bed. So that's how he wrote the Black Sabbath song. What is this that stands before me? And it's kind of got this blues uh, sound to it. Um, so that's that's what it's really all about. I mean... It, it goes all the way back to Black Sabbath and Motorhead. And I mean, the lyrics right there, generals gathered in their masses, just like witches at black masses. OK. It's rock and roll mythology. That's what it is. That's that's what it is. It's like Led Zeppelin and the Dead Shark. OK. And supposedly they got some. What did they, they like put the dead shark in the bathtub or something i don't know it's it's rock and roll mythology all right i mean we know that ozzy osbourne biting the head off the bat was not mythology because he actually did it or no the dove i'm sorry oops sorry would you say that again the, even siri is like what um supposedly someone brought a bat on stage and ozzy thought it was a toy bat and he bit and he bit it or something, and then they had to give him rabies shots. <laughs> but yes, in 1980-81, there's a point to this. I'm going to get to it. Ozzy Osbourne and Sharon Osbourne were in the Sony um, studios. And they really didn't want Ozzy on the label. And he had these doves that he would let out as a gesture of peace. And so he did that. And people were like, oh, how beautiful. So then he and this one dove landed on this woman's knee. So Ozzy picked it up. This is true. This is not mythology. This really happened. He picked up the dove. He put it in his mouth and he bit the head off. And then this carcass is flapping around. So then people started throwing up and people started losing their shit. And they asked Ozzy to leave. <laughs> so that's real, okay? But it, it of course, it, it created the rock mythology. All these bands have this mythology. Uh, I remember people telling me... I had a friend who didn't like Tool. And I said, why? And he said, oh, I hear that they have these mass orgies backstage. And I'm like... Are you mad because they don't ask you to join? <laughs> it's always a hater. It's always a hater who 
it, it goes all the way back to my asking people to go to tool with me. Oh, they're evil. They have a pen. That's not a pentagram. And even if they did, who cares? Okay. Get a life. Who cares? I don't go around spitting Bible verses all the time. Because frankly, in 2022, nobody wants to hear that shit. All right. So. I know. I'm all for the paranormal, by the way, because I know some of my listeners love the paranormal. And I will tell you from my own experiences, because I am not religious, that there really is no connection right there. I am not religious, and I've had many paranormal experiences. What does that tell you? That it is all about energy it's not about the big book it's not about people who are scared of God it is about energy energy okay different dimensions probably different worlds upon worlds but it has nothing to do with religious text or dogma all right or hearsay and so back to behemoth this really great band and yes they get that tagline because they've got the the upside down crosses and they're singing about satan it's like okay all right i mean this is not stuff that i would play at a christmas party unless it's a different kind of christmas party okay i've talked about it before that one magical Christmas we had company over or it was a couple days before Christmas and we actually watched The Exorcist I'm not kidding you and we went to this restaurant that no longer exists it was called the Hoosier Inn and you could have breakfast lunch and dinner anytime you wanted and I shit you not they brought me the pea soup and I couldn't eat it because we had just watched The Exorcist. Now, I've always thought The Exorcist was a little scary, but really funny. Because a lot of that stuff, I don't, I didn't grow up knowing. It's like, oh, okay. All right. So when Beetlejuice says he's seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier, I could agree with that, and I could attest to that. Because, yeah, there are parts of Beetlejuice that I think are Beetlejuice the exorcists that are really funny because it's like what because you know it's really it's really a game of cat and mouse okay and the priests are the mice and the demon is the cat and basically the cat's having fun the cat you know when they are away the cat will play <sighs> now I'm not saying that all cats are like that but in, in that movie I mean come on all right, I finally found the set list. Here we go. Behemoth. This is called the North American Siege Tour. <laughs> All right. It was live in Berkeley at the UC Theater. Now, 
I thought Behemoth was going to play last. Nope, they didn't play last. Um. Oh, and by the way, you know who was at the Berkeley show? Lars Ulrich of Metallica. So, Lars Ulrich and his wife, Jessica Miller, attended Arch Enemy's May 13th concert with Behemoth Napalm Death. Yes. Yep. It was, a, it was a moment. It was a really great moment. And like I said, seeing those bands, there is a, a theatrical aspect to it. A lot of the music today, it's just, there's no theatrics. I know not all of you want that and that's fine you know you want some boring DJ up there just flipping records okay I want theatrics alright Behemoth brought it oh they brought it I'm trying to remember because I said I would do this um Because there were others on the tour. And I want to get it right. Alright. And and respect to those bands that they played with. Yes. I was really there for Behemoth. Okay. I was very honest about that. <laughs> um, let's see. Ah, here we go. All right. So, Arch Enemy, Behemoth, with special guests, Napalm Death, and Unto Others. So, Unto Others opened the show. They were interesting. Napalm Death came on, and I was like, whoa. And then, to my surprise, I thought Behemoth was going to end the show. Nope. It was Behemoth and then Arch Enemy. Okay. Here is Behemoth Setless. Here we go. Ora por Nobius Lucifer, <laughs> Wolves of Siberia, of Fire and the Void, Christians to the Lions, Bart Sabel, <laughs> Conquer All, of My Herculean Exile, Decade of Theron, <laughs> Slaves Shall Serve, and um, O Father, O Satan, O Son. Yes. And there was no encore, which is fine. I have two of their CDs in front of me. I have the live DVD, Blu-ray. Um, I have pre-ordered the new album. So I'm good. I'm good. Uh, and I have two shirts. And really how that happened was there the, uh, the, the connection, the cell service in, in the UC theater wasn't great. And so I had messaged a friend of mine and said, hey, do you want me to bring you anything? And he's like, no, I'm good. Have fun. So I bought two shirts, one intended for him. So I just have two now. So great. You know, I can wear, I, I, you know, the second one's, I, I'm sure the second one will kind of scare people and that's fine. I don't care. Um, the UC, ah, uh, here we go. The UC theater. Uh, how do you say this? I, let's talk about this because I, I hadn't been to this part of Berkeley in a long time. Is it gonna... 
Oh, the thing was off. The UC Theater Todd Family Music Hall, Berkeley. And so this is in downtown Berkeley. Now, usually when I would go to a concert, I would go to the Greek Theater in Berkeley, where I saw St. Vincent um, and uh, Cypress Hill. This was at the UC Theater. So I had to follow those breadcrumbs very carefully, the map more so. And it was interesting, and I might go back because there was some esoteric... Those of you who listen to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast know I love going to esoteric shops. I go to one in Sutter Creek. I, I have a nice conversation with the lady. We talk about the chakras and all that other stuff. Um, but I saw one in Berkeley and I was like, ooh. And then they had a lot of sushi restaurants and I wanted to try them. But, you know, you can't bring food into the show. That's really why I sat at the table. I was hungry. I had a slice of pizza, some water, and there you go. Because I knew if I was if if I, if I was going to be down on the floor with the rest of the the fans, it was going to get sweaty, and I was hungry. And when you drive that far, you you, you work up an appetite, <laughs> especially on Friday the thirteenth. Rock, yeah. Um, But like I said, I made it there in one piece. I made it back. Huh. And so big ups to Behemoth. Behemoth are such a great band. Such a great life. I mean, the the lead singer, he's really into it. And it's and I love that. Um What is his name? I, I can never say his name right, you know. And I'm talking about them because they they are theatrical. That's that's what it is. Ah, Nurgle, Nurgle Inferno, Orion, and Seth. Those are the members of Behemoth. They've been around for 31 years. Okay. Here we go. Right, this this is this is how we describe Behemoth. Behemoth is a Polish extreme metal band from... How do you say this? Oh, okay. This is a, a part of uh, Poland. What is it? GTA. Anuska. That's Anuska, Poland. Formed in 1991, they are considered to have played an important role in establishing the Polish extreme metal underground. Until the 1990s, the band played a traditional black metal style with heathen lyrical content, but soon changed to that of the occult and thalmic themes written by their lead vocalist. <laughs> yep. Their new album comes out in September... I mean, you knew when you were watching Behemoth, this was not the Lost Boys, okay? This is not a bunch of them vampires sitting around drinking blood. This is not it, alright? So, the new album... Is this it? 
because their their last album was I Loved You at Your Darkest. <laughs> oh my. Here we oh no, it's, is it gonna do it? This comes out in September. They played the new song. Alright. Um And yeah, they were theatrical. There was no extra video screens. If I had taken some friends, they would have complained about that. Oh, I can't see them. There's no video screens. Because they're not Death Leopard. <laughs> or like when we saw Tool, same thing. First of all, and I almost said that. This is Tool. This is not Death Leopard. This is Tool. All right. Now Metallica have extra video screens because that's Metallica. All right. Okay. Here is the title of the new album. Ops contra Nadvrin. Ops contra Nadvrin. What a title! It comes out in September. All right. Oh, that's the Doctor Zeus Film Podcast talking about what happened last Friday in the Bay. It was fun. I had time. I could have stayed and met the band, but I thought, nah, nah. I don't have VIP. What's funny is when I left through that door, they were stamping people's hands. And the lady says, are you going on a smoke break? And I said, no, I'm leaving. She's like, okay, good night. Or when I got up from the table and the gentleman that was sitting on the other side, he was like, you're leaving? I'm like, yeah, it's been fun. Because I think they were stunned that a lot of us didn't stay for Arch Enemy. And that's fine. You know, that's fine. It's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. So as always, unpleasant dreams. And may the behemoth be with you. 